Welcome to your typical shonen protagonist. He's Kai, I'm Kells, and today we're taking a look at the anime from Studio Piro. First off, Kai, how you doing? I'm doing good, bro. I'm doing good. How about you? Man, I am excited to talk about the long line of Studio Piro shonen that have made up a good portion of the canon that is shonen anime yes they have done a an exquisite job I almost feel like they're like the go-to shonen studio i feel like but i can't say that so yeah they know how to make a good shonen that's long running but also they know how to make stuff that doesn't hit or good lo- long running shonen kind of taper off yeah i agree i agree so let's get into it um studio piro yeah so studio piro um is a animation studio just like studio bones that we've covered before um except studio piro is i wouldn't say they're known for but they're kind of like the king of the long-running anime they have done naruto naruto shippuden and are currently doing boruto um they did yu Hakusho. they did bleach um i think they're still doing bleach as well um so yeah like and they did tokyo ghoul which is i don't know how long that was i think that was only in total like 40 episodes or something but it still took like freaking four or five years to come out so yeah yeah man and the issues with tokyo ghoul was not the animation yeah oh they did black clover too how could how did i forget (laughs) yes clearly yeah so they really like to do long-running anime. At least that's how it seems in my end. I don't know if they've ever done like an isolated... Well, not not true. They have done an isolated 12-episode, and that was actually one of my favorite anime. So, yeah. Okay. I automatically put foot in mouth, so... Man, no, the biggest thing is Studio Piro is... Has, like, progressively grew from, like, the late 80s to the... 90s and the 2000s to be this powerhouse studio right so if we take a look the year that naruto came out in 2002 okay we've got naruto naruto is the pinnacle shonen anime of its time in 2002 but we also have let's see one two three four five six other shows that came out the same year from studio piro and shows that have a runtime of 45, 52, 26, you know, a couple of one and twos here and there. But that's still a lot of animation. Tokyo Mew Mew came out the same year that Naruto did. From which the is, same studio. Which is wild. That for like, because a lot of studios nowadays are like, especially are either known for like one type of thing or something, but like for them to put out two things on a different end of the spectrum for them to go magical girl and shonen and the most popular shonen at that time and i don't know how mumi power was received over um seas but here in the states you know four kids got a hold of it unfortunately but it was still pretty hype everybody was singing that like theme song especially me i was like team up yeah and team up yeah it's a good song man i i hate I hate that I love for nostalgic reasons and because half of them are bangers. All of the four kids anime intros. I know they're just like so good, bro. Like you can't. Because you've 
totally off topic. You've got like the One Piece intro. You've yes. got the Metabots intro. Yes. You get the Tokyo Mew Mew intro. Yes, you got like yeah. all of them. Even Dinosaur King, which was so bad, but yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to do a show on four kids. Oh, most deaf. Most deaf. That's already on the list. So be prepared for the four kids. But um, yeah, so they just do a bunch of different variety of stuff. And I want to say most more of it is a hit than a miss, I feel like. But they do have hits and misses. And for whether one reason or another, we're going to talk about like some of the biggest hits, some of the biggest misses. And these aren't really subjective or maybe they are sub- you know what they are subjective because all opinions are subjective at the end of the day no matter how you feel about it so like Kels do you have like a I'll give you an easy one I'll give you a hit like that they've done like a big series that like has really taken off that they did okay okay I got you bro ghost stories okay that's they fair an- they animated ghost stories which has the in in the history of English dubs um one of the best worst English dubs ever, but it's wild to know that it was a studio Piro animation. That is wild. That's incredibly wild to be honest with you. I'm not even going to lie. Like, huh? Uh, but no, um, we've already mentioned one, um, which we have been doing a whole series on Naruto. Yes. And Naruto is one of the things when I think studio Piro, that's one of those ones I go to immediately. No, a hundred percent. Like Naruto is definitely, the Studio Puro, Studio Puro, like, giant, but I also feel like, because it's weird that they kept Boruto as well. You think they would be sick of doing, like, Naruto by now, but they're like, no, give us more. I don't think they're sick of making money. True. And I, the, the one real question I have, the more we kind of dive into this, is what is the dynamic between the animation studio and the manga companies and the mangaka like what is that dynamic because with a show like bleach bleach has a whole load of filler because studio piros on a timetable they have to get an episode out to meet network demands right you want an anime you got to make a show every week but if there's not enough story to cover that week well what do you do you kind of make something up and fill a bunch of time but the whole thing between Shonen Jump and um, uh, Tight Kubo, like, what is that whole thing like? Yeah, no, definitely. Like, I definitely would like to know more about and that. And how, how much of a role does the animation studio play in that pressure? Because, I mean, I'm certain that they do because they have, you know, demands to meet. But, like, in the strain and pressure, what role do they play? No, most definitely. That is a excellent question, which I feel like there's really no way for us to know that, opposed to like reading in probably an only Japanese interview that hasn't been translated. But or we could find it, you know. We could yeah. Delve we need into to start learning. We need to start learning Japanese hardcore. Yes. To be real journalists. Super hardcore. <laughs> so we can bring you guys the best news that is not like you don't even come here for the news. You come here for the audio tingles. But we'll give you real. some news. Real yeah. journalists. Yeah, real journalists. <laughs> but Naruto, man. Naruto's this crazy manga about ninjas that winds up an anime that is just as large. No, I'll, I'll agree. I'll agree. That's like, Naruto is for sure one of the hits. Um, some of the misses, which 
I guess you can think about if like a miss as in a like it wasn't received well because it was still very popular. But Tokyo Ghoul Re, like just both one and two were just kind of kind of garbage, man. Like absolutely. And I don't think that was, and I don't know if that was necessarily because of Studio Piro. Like, I feel like there's so much more that goes into that. Like, it could have been, it could have been, like, it could have been a studio. It could have been the manga adaptation, like, or how the manga wanted it done. Because I'm not going to lie, I didn't read the end of Tokyo Ghoul, which I wanted to. But I was like, eh, maybe I'll go back to it one day. Or it could have been just, like, how it was supposed to be portrayed. It may have to come with an anime-only ending. But it just wasn't good, like... And, again, I still don't know if that constitutes as a miss, because people did see it. Um, I would say it's still a miss, though, in terms of, like, quality, because I did not enjoy it. And the vast majority of the anime community also did not enjoy it. So I feel like that constitutes as a miss. Yeah, one of those tragic things where you love everything they've set up, the world they've built, the characters they've, they've created and told stories about. Until everything takes a swerve, and it's like, this is the direction you chose to go in? Sure. And, and it's one of those, like, the writing and the execution kind of sucks, and why did they go that direction? Yeah. It doesn't make... Good. No, I was just gonna say, it doesn't make sense how, like, you know, you got what you had, and then you got here. Yeah. Someone made the decision up top that led to this being probably the best that the folks there could work with, which sucks. No, no, a hundred percent. Like, so it'll be interesting to see if we ever get like a remake of Tokyo ghoul, like in the far off future, like we did of some of these other animes that didn't have like the best ending, like fruits baskets. Like if they do like a, you know, 2028 Tokyo ghoul or something like that, where it does a more thorough adaptation of the manga opposed to the whole, like, Route A, re, like, all that mess. Like, if we just get a full, like, a manga adaptation of it, that'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, they did such a good job at the beginning portion of Tokyo Ghoul to build this kind of wild horror world of super-powered zombie vampires. It's like... This is where we wind up. This is the same thing kind of that happens with um, Promise Neverland season two. Yeah, like 100%. Like you have such a strong first season and then you just wonder where it all goes wrong. Like it goes, it's in the hands of the studio or like, I mean, I think the manga co would have to have some type of like input on this happening. Like I don't see it just because at least the magazine, you know, at least the Shonen Jump or the people who are, you know, the source material will have to have some type of say in this. They can't just let it go off the rails like that. I mean, you say that, but we look at everything that's ever been produced ever, right? True. If, you know, there are some projects that are heavily involved with the actual author that go off and, like, truly exact the vision. But there are some others, like shows where, shows or movies, where the writer of a book you know, sells the rights for a film adaptation and hates the adaptation with its guts. Like, the the writer of um, 
Oh, Lord. Uh, Willy Wonka. The original yeah. Willy Wonka hated the adaptation, hated hmm. the movie. Gene Wilder did a great job, but the writer of the book hated the movie. Hmm. And it's like, and, and with that said, I will never let any more of my books be produced into films. So there is a business aspect, unless you're savvy and you are, you know, 100% hooks on, not going to make money unless they let you have input. True. You know, it, it, it's a whole thing. No, yeah, no, I agree. Like, I would say for sure that is one of the things that needs to be fixed in the manga and anime industry. I feel like we need to let the people who create the art have a bigger play if they do not. Like, in their, like, stuff being put into the silver screen. Also, pay the mangakas a fair wage. I will say that forever. Pay them a fair wage. Give them good living conditions. Like, makes no excuse why all these mangaka can be making all this dope, crazy stuff and get paid like pennies on the dollar. Stop that, man. It's dumb. I don't. I don't think I can blame. Um, who's the creator of Yu Haka Show? Um, Tagashi. I don't think I can blame Tagashi for being lazy at this point in his career. Yeah. No, you're right. not finishing. Um, Hunter Hunter. Uh, Hunter Hunter. Other <laughs> than we want it, and he probably wants to end the story, but like the work and the pressure involved. Holy shit. Yeah, no, like, 100%, like, I agree. Like, and you wonder, you wonder why, like, you force these people to work these crazy conditions, then you pay them pennies on the dollar. Nah, that's not how it works, Chief. Like, you pay these people, at least let them get a percentage of what they, like, make, because, again, if you did not know this, the creator of a Demon Slayer, I forgot their name, uh, Gege Akatama, I think, or, no, that's, that's, um... That's the one about the punching in Gojo, um, where he ate the finger. Oh, uh, um, oh, fuck. What's that one called? Man. How did I, <laughs> how did I forget the name of that one? Uh, I was uh, like, my brain's loading. Jujutsu Kaisen, that's what it is. Um, <laughs> yes. Gege Akatama. Jujutsu Kaisen. Gege Akatama is the creator of Jujutsu Kaisen, my bad. But the creator of Demon Slayer, whose name I forgot, I feel so bad. Um, they only made $20,000 off of their, off of the Demon Slayer Mugen Train Art movie. That movie grossed $480 million, like, worldwide. Like, if she would have been paid, like, 2% of that, like, that would have been almost 200 times what she got paid. Like, and that's just 2% of the grossing of that. Like, that's less than 2%, because 2% of $400 million, like... That's crazy. Like, pay these people what you owe them. Like, there is no reason any of these mangaka should be, like, living in an apartment with, like, another mangaka trying to make ends meet because they only get paid $900 a month. But that was not at all <laughs> what this podcast was about. We went on a total rabbit hole, um, but it needs to be said. Anyway, speaking of um, Tagashi... Do you know, like, all three of his works were at one point done by Studio Perio? He has three works? Yeah, he has his third one called Level E, which I feel like we've talked about before. I feel like I know this. Hold yeah, on. we looked into it. Why do I feel like this is a Dave of Productions? No. It is. Oh, because it is! It is! Yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's Studio Piro and David Productions both worked on this. Man. I mean, I'm blown away. 
Yeah, Tagashi really just is out here like this man just he just puts out pure fire, I feel like. It's but no, yeah, it was super cool to see that like he's just out here creating all this stuff. And I haven't watched level E. It looks crazy. It looks like something I definitely would enjoy. And I very much enjoy Yu Hakusho and Hunter Hunter. So this is definitely on my list of things to watch for sure. Yeah, this feels like I hate to say it. Vampire Nights meets Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> I mean, probably, you know, if I had to take a if I take a stab at it, that's probably what it is. You know, a- animated by Dever Productions, produced by Studio Piro. Yeah. So uh, I guess the animated doesn't count. Or the produce. Does that count? Amen. Amen. I mean, it, there's a whole hierarchy of things that happen. Like, licensed by Funimation Studio, Hero, and David Productions. I mean, it might be like X amount of work is outsourced to extra studio or brought on for collaboration. Yeah. You know? Um, I don't know enough about it, but I feel like that's kind of how that goes. No, true facts, true facts, true facts. Um, but yeah, so what are some of like let's move on to like our top favorite studio period anime. Like, what do you have? Oh god. Okay. So Naruto, of course. But we've got Bleach. Despite all of the problems with Bleach, it's extra long runtime with, you know, the story kind of repeating and falling off right at the end of production. Bleach was really one of those shows that was there at the right time for me. I watched all of it. It hit all of like the supernatural and like super strong, you know, do jobbers. It was a great show. And the fact that Studio Piro took it as long as it did was impressive. Now that is like, that's really cool. And I personally, I'm going to say it, I'm going to lose my credit here, but I'm going to say it. I am still trying to watch my way through the Bleach anime. Like, I'm at the um, Aronkar arc right now, but then I just like, I was like, this is basically taking too long. So I went and read yeah. it because I'm I'll, trying to I'll be. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I'm, I'll be real with you. That's where it kind of fell off for me. Like, we just went through the Save Rukia arc. Okay, we've gone through a bunch of crazy, awesome shit. And then we're just going to do the exact same thing, but instead of Rukia, it's Odahime. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, I'm just like, uh, so I just I just went and started reading it so I can catch up to the Thousand Year Blood War when it gets animated later this year or next year or whenever they decide to actually put this thing out. I guess we'll see, but... Yeah, no, I was like, I gotta go. I gotta keep up and see what's happening. Because I do like Bleach. I think it's very cool. I just, I was more so like, I feel like back in the day you had to pick one of the big three. Like Naruto, One Piece, and Bleach. I don't really know anybody who was like in all of them. A lot of people were in Bleach and Naruto, yes. But like, I don't know. part of that, part of that was where it was airing. Yeah. Because Naruto was airing on Cartoon Network in like, the daytime or the primetime slot. Yeah. And then Bleach was airing on like Adult Swim. So you could ke- you could keep up with Naruto or Naruto Shippuden, wherever they were in the story, along with Bleach at the exact same time on the same channel. Yeah, which I never like did. I never like caught up. I never kept. Well, I never caught up with Bleach. I was like, 
okay, I'm gonna watch Naruto. And then I took a huge break from One Piece, even. It just focused on Naruto. And then, like, I had seen all this crazy stuff. I saw the time skip in One Piece. I was like, excuse me? Like, what is happening? One Piece is, like, out here being goaded. So, your boy went back and <laughs> caught up on all of One Piece. And here we are today. But, no, like, for real, I would say, I definitely agree with you. Bleach is one of the top in Studio Perio. Studio Perio. Pure. Dang it. See, I gotta, Pure. I say it wrong one time. It messed me up the whole time. But Studio Piro, yeah. For me, I'm going to shed light on one that's not as popular as I feel like it should be. And I pray every day that they go back and finish this. Yono of the Dawn, bro. That is like, it's so good. It's such like an interesting story. It's not at all like cookie cutter. It feels very unique. It's the story of, I'm assuming you don't know what it is. No idea. So basically, this girl named Yono is the princess of the Grand Kingdom, and the, her father doesn't believe in, like, violence or weapons and all that stuff. He's like, we gotta leave by peace and all this and blah, blah, blah. So, um, spoiler for the first episode, he gets yanked, and the kingdom and people, like, turn on her, and it's like, yo, like, because it was a coup, and the coup was done by this character that you find out is really close to her, and you're like, yo, what? So this coup happens and her best friend, who is like her guard, like, well, her childhood friend slash guard Hawk is like the only one who's still loyal to her inside the kingdom. But everybody's trying to kill her. Right. Like the princess, like Princess Yona. But like Hawk is like the best warrior on the freaking continent. He's got the name like Thunder King or something because he's like so freaking B.A. And so they have to flee. And in fleeing, um, she finds out the prophecy of the red dragon, like there, or the process of the red head king, basically who is the one who controls the four dragons. And then you go through and you meet these dragons who have been reincarnated as humans who serve her. And like, it's a really dope story. It's twenty four episodes with like two OVAs, and I cried doing both the OVAs because they were super sad. And I was like, why, why you do this? Like, and it's a story about like it's a venture. Slash, like, fantasy-like show. And it's, like, really good. Set in, like, the old kingdom of, like, I want to say... Like, probably some eastern country. I would say it might be, like, old times Korea. Or maybe old, like... Maybe not feudal Japan. But maybe feudal Japan. Gotcha. Yeah, it's it's super interesting. I, like, highly recommend watching it. I currently started reading the manga um, when I found out. I could get access to it. Um, I started reading it. Because <laughs> the manga is like 200 chapters beyond where they left off the anime. So I'm like, yeah. Probably got to accept that they're not going to finish the anime. But it is still going on, like the story. So we'll see. Man, a story that's still continuing yeah. is wild. Yeah. It's, it's set up to be like a grand story. Like, like a Naruto or like a... Maybe not quite like a One Piece, but it's the story of like re, like rethroning a dethroned princess and saving the kingdom. Like when she goes out into the world, she realizes that her kingdom's actually like trash. Like her dad was not the best ruler. Like there are so many people starving and like so many bad things happen in the country. And she's like going through and writing these things herself. So it's really dope. 
Strong, Man, that's independent female. Yeah, strong, independent female. And it's okay. like, will she accomplish her goals? And, like, if she does, will it be worth it? Yeah, we don't have to see. Like, I'm very curious to see how it all plays out. Yeah. Now, let's talk about two that came out the exact same year, except one is clearly better than the other. Black Clover and Boruto. <laughs> yes. I can't believe that they both came out in the exact same year. Studio you know what? It's going crazy, bro. Yeah. One is clearly the one they invested more time and effort on, and it's the true sequel to Bleach, Black Clover. Yes. Like, Bleach, what? what the fuck am I talking about? Naruto. It's the true <laughs> sequel to Naruto. <laughs> yes. I feel that. Like, I don't even want to talk about Boruto, but like, yeah, Boruto is a sequel to Naruto. It's about his son, and things happen. Yay. We're, um, we, we're going to talk about Boruto. When we get around to it being on the schedule, which it's on the schedule. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Dear Lord. We okay. got, we're going to give it a fair shake, presumably. But yeah, Bleach, uh, Black Clover. Yeah, no, Black I just love Bleach. <laughs> <laughs> no, Black Clover is so good. It's like, so, it is has those typical shonen tropes, 100%. But Black Clover is like a wine. I feel like the longer it gets like the more you get into it like as it progresses the better it gets so it starts off with the story of like oscar who's like a powerless person in this world full of everybody having power it's almost like on some my hero academia ish which kind of is actually um but he finds out him not having powers allows him to use like this anti-magic because everybody in here has magic like even the poorest person has like one form of magic it may be utterly useless like you can unlock a doorknob but it's still something so Asta is the only one without any type of magic so he goes and oh my god his mom is Kushina bro I just I just like I just realized that like he's totally Naruto he, like, he is his he is mom exactly has Naruto. the ability to seal things I see what you're doing here Man, he has a demon that was locked inside of him at birth. Like, that's wild. He it's it's all ass Naruto, but not fucking ninjas. That's wild. But but yeah, anyway. that's why it's so much better than Boruto because <laughs> yes. it's just fucking Naruto again. <laughs> yes, except with a much better female like protagonist. I said what man, I said. Man, Noel, all of all of the incredibly strong female characters in black clover like naruto okay we had them they were there okay like the fifth hokage was tsunade like boom we're out here but black mm -hmm. clover man black clover's like pick someone you know you got freaking noel you got vanessa you got that girl who dances or sings underwater i forgot who she was but then you got the whole Charlotte, a whole captain of the Black Bulls. And you got freaking, um, what's her face? Um, Mimosa. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, you got, <laughs> I was like, she's named after some alcohol. But then you got Mimosa, you know, you got like, um, like I said, Charlotte. I said, Noel. And you Mimosa, got the Vanessa. tavern girl with all of the siblings. Yes, who don't play no games. Nah, man, she coming for Noel. I hope so. Like, I wouldn't be mad. I would not be mad if Austin <laughs> just married a regular girl. Like, I would not be mad. Now, that's one of the fun parts that Black Clover really brings to the table. It's because in a lot of these 
shonen, you don't really have time or room for relationships. And like they tease at them and some of them are really good. And that's the final payoff with like Yu Hakusho, which we'll come back to. Um, but like, that's kind of the fun thing that's kind of, that's sprinkled throughout Black Clover is characters having feelings for other characters as like a prominent side piece of the story. Yeah. No, like a hundred percent, like, and it's kind of just like the story of like, cause my favorite ship, yes, we're using the word ship. My favorite ship in Black Clover is Yami and Charlotte. Like, I want that to happen so bad. Like, and I know a lot of people are like, what? And I hate to be that guy, but like in the manga, there are developments that happen and you're just like, yo, I need this. Even in the anime, you know, there's like, yeah, at first you're just like, okay, she has no real reason to like Yami. She's just a tsundere character who's going to be all like extra for no reason. And then you find out, no, there's a whole reason. Like she was cursed and he showed up and he was like, yo, your curse doesn't have to be a curse and you don't have to let it win. And then you find out, like, she actually cares for him on a deeper level. And I'm like, okay. And it's just like, Yami is, <laughs> he's like a shonen protagonist without being a shonen protagonist because he's so dang oblivious. But. Nah, I'm really, man, he knows. He knows. You think so? He's just too fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I just want him to be like, at some point, I want him to be like, I knew the whole time and like grab her or something. Like, I would love that if he's not dead i wonder what's going on with him but anyway um spoiler uh what no we saw like i haven't read like you saw the same thing i saw like he got taken oh okay yeah yeah yeah. we don't know what's going on with that so i'm like is he good (laughs) i'm trying not to read the manga bro i'm trying to hold out until the anime comes back but at this point i keep seeing so much stuff online like i might have to so but yeah, no, Black Clover has, like, everything from, like, ships to, like, emotional, like, you can be whatever you want to be moments to, like, I am not the enemy moments to, like, screw slavery, like, and destiny. So basically, yeah, like, Naruto and One Piece, like, it's typical shown stuff. Which is great. Like, sometimes you need just the same thing, but new this time. Yeah. So... That's one thing, or that's one that I really enjoy. Um, Yu Yu Hakusho. Let's just let's just get into the big bad. Let's like Yu Yu Hakusho is definitely one of my favorite anime. It, it it's it still might be my favorite anime. I'm letting I'm letting this other anime by the name of Fruits Baskets digest some more to see like if it still holds up to what it does but so far it has but anyway Yu Hakusho is the story of everybody's favorite delinquent going out here and being the best ca- excuse me the best character we could ask for like and Yu Hakusho is I feel like Yu Hakusho should be a scene opposed to a shonen but I guess there's not like enough blood or sex or whatever to like constitute it as being a scene so like whatever hey man this there's some pretty messed up shit in Yu Hakusho like the fucking chapter black arc. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's Yeah, that's it's pretty dark. I love it actually. Um, but now you Hawk Show, Studio Piro, like, knocked it out of the park with this one. Like, no filler. 112 episodes. Let's just talk about that. Like, I feel like you Hawk Show might be one of the only shodens I've ever watched that has no filler in it. 
Like, not a single episode. Which is crazy that there is that much story in Yu Yu Hakusho. Now, okay, they kind of, at the end with the Demon King tournament arc, kind of a cop-out. But still, like, in crazy fights, incredible animation. Yeah, no, 100%. Great animation, incredible fights, strong characters. Like, in Yu Yu Hakusho, what sticks out the most to me is the characters, I feel like, because... I can't think of a wasted character in Yu Hakusho. Like, Genkai was freaking amazing. Younger Toguro, like, an astounding character. Like, one of the best villains, I feel like. Because he, he's like that, I always would compare the Joker to being a great villain. Because there's nothing he wants. You just kind of want to watch the world burn. But, like, Toguro, he wants to fight someone strong. And he wants to, like, have someone beat him. Like, this a human, though. He doesn't want to lose to a demon. He wants to lose to what he used to be. To like what he used to represent, like, cause he for good he for went or forfeited his humanity so he could become a demon so he could be a strong creature and then once he got that power, he's like, yo, this is meaningless, you know. I want someone to take my life that is someone who I could have been, and I thought that was so deep and profound, like at the end of the uh, dark tournament, and not to mention the whole like, um, what's his name. Uh, uh, Chapter Black, um, Sensui? Yeah, Sensui. Not to mention the whole, like, Sensui, like, of him being a person that killed demons and then realized that humans are the actual demons. That's... Him being a whole-ass spirit detective, man. Yeah. Him being Yusuke, but turned bad, like, the last one that was selected? Bruh. No, wild. And, like... His multiple personalities, too, was so crazy. Like, so wild. Like, the fact that one of them was a female and in love with a whole other man. I was just like, this is so dope, bruh. Like, you Hakusho, oh, it's so good. Oh, so good, man. Like, in the not to mention the quotables, it's just being so dang good. Kuwabara's a, a mulberry is a bush and is a man. Like, you know finish that like go ahead and go ahead and say that how it's supposed to be said but like absolutely absolutely monstrous bruh like new hawk show might be the best anime that studio Piro has ever made and i'm gonna put that on gang i mean honestly of all of their catalog it's up there as the perfect combination of animation studios and manga guts Yes, there's, like, only one that I feel like can rival it in terms of, like, just overall and, like, because Yu Show is, like, I don't, I'm going to give you all, like, I've got some, like, scales of, like, how I rate things, and Yu Show ranks as a solid, like, 9, 9.5, and, like, it's under that 10 mark because it, like, again, like you said, that last arc was, like, kind of wasted potential, but that was, like, Tagashi doing that, and he did apologize. He said he had health problems, and he didn't want to leave it unfinished. So I'm like, thank you. If it was going to be, like, Hunter Hunter, you know what? Thank you for finishing it. I love That's now my favorite art, because it means you finished. <laughs> so, anyway. But another studio... Wait, last thing I want to talk about on New York show is the Keiko and you, uh, Yusuke thing that you wanted to mention earlier. Uh-huh. Man... They were playing in this relationship the entire show. And for the final episode payoff, where Keiko's yelling at the ocean, 
Because Yusuke hasn't come back from the demon world yet. Like, you know what? I've waited this entire time. You've been dead, fucking fighting demons. Turned out to be a fucking demon and then didn't come home. I'm tired of it. I'm done. Mm. I'm done with you, Yusuke. It's over. And out of the blue, Yusuke's like, Yokeko was good. Walking down the beach, like, surprise. And boom, everything's okay. End of the entire show. What a way to go. Yes. Yes. The only thing I wanted was my boy Kuwabara to get with Homegirl. That's that's all I wanted. That's the only thing more than that one, I guess. Just saying, like, I wanted him to get with Yukino. Yukino? Yukino, yeah. That's, um, what's his bucket sister? Yeah. Um, he a sister. Yeah, he a. Yeah. Which we knew, we knew it was going to happen. Like, or maybe it did happen. I don't know. I really don't. Like, or maybe it couldn't happen because she's a demon. I mean, yeah, I guess there's that. Like, you know, well, didn't she live in the human world? Bro, I don't know how this works. I didn't watch all 17 OVAs. <laughs> true, true. Like, she was still in the human world in the last OVA. So, like, a lot of people want a Yu Hawk show continuation. I am one of those people. Like, I need Tagashi to get off his butt. I know it probably won't happen because he hasn't finished. Man, if he gave a Yu Yu Hakusho continuation but did not finish Hunter Hunter, they would have to put that man in witness protection, bro. Like, they would. Man, but, like, what else could he add? I don't know. I say that like there isn't a bunch of OVAs, but, like, damn. Yeah, I mean, the OVAs are all, like, one singular. Like, the last OVA took place, like, real time in the future. Well, not real time, but, like, probably, like, five years. It was a few years in the future, like, in... Or maybe it was, like... A few months. I don't know. I just know that, like, that they were everywhere. Everybody was living their own life. Like, Akubara had graduated. Like, Hiei was getting it alone with Moroku in the demon world. And I was like, yes, let's go. And Kuwabara was like, I'm just happy that my mom's alive, yo. That's all I wanted out of this whole damn thing. So, who knows? Maybe we could get, like, an OVA of just, like, an update on their life. I'd be here for it, so... But the other one that I wanted to talk about, Studio Pirio, greatness. Man, I know what you're talking about. What is Midori it? Midori days. No, that's not at all <laughs> what I was talking about. Like, even though shout out to Midori days, like, you did your thing. It wasn't a good thing, <laughs> but you did it. <laughs> um, no, Akudama Drive, bro, which is like a 10 out of 10 for me. Like, it's so slept on. But it's the story of, like, these villains in the futuristic, like, steampunk futuristic Japan. And it's so, it's so good. Well, not like, sorry, not steampunk, cyberpunk, basically. It's the story of these villains or criminals who are deemed Akudama by the government. It's kind of like, you've seen Psychopaths? Yeah, man, I've seen Psychopaths. It's like the system that reigns people as criminals and does all this whole stuff and, like, it's really, like, it's hard to talk, like, it's such a mind, like, anomaly, and anomaly, I don't want to, like, say too much and give it away, but, like, Jesus Christ, it's so good, bruh, like, and so slept on, like, I feel like if you watched this personally, it would also be one of your favorite. I give this, like, the same, I don't know, I can't say the same praise that I give Fruits Basket, but I give it, like, it just, people need to watch it, like, it's so intriguing, and it's the story of what happens when you demonize people in society. And then you realize, okay, are these people actually good people? Like, what's going on? And they're not good people. It's just, like, the end result is it's not all black and white. And the ending, bruh, was 
oh my god, like the ending was so good. Like I I cannot recommend this enough. Like it needs to be watched. Like go watch Akudama Drive. It came out last year. Um I was so shocked Studio Piro did it because honestly it was it was honestly something I felt like was too good to be a Studio Piro anime. I don't mean that in any like any You mean that in full shade. Yeah. But not intentionally. <laughs> yeah, like because the animation is crazy. Like it has one of the best fight scenes like of twenty twenty, I feel like. It's just it's so good. It's the rain one. I don't know if you've seen it, but here I'm gonna put like a clip for it in our chat. Like that is like a scene from it and just it's so wild. Like I just I can't give up. Bro, but I mean I'm not surprised with like the inventiveness that Yu Yu Hakusho brought to the table. You remember that fight scene, the chapter Black Arc with the guy in the hospital, and it was all like shadows and light and like wild. Yes, Akudama Drive, like, or I mean, Studio Piro does an insane job of animation. Let me take back what I said. I'm sorry, Studio Piro, you have done great. Like, you just need to flex more often. Because when you flex, like, those last few episodes of Black Clover that we got, like, you were flexing pretty hard. Especially the last episode with, like, the montage of, like, going back through everything. When you saw him fighting Leb. Like, yeah, yeah. That was clean. Like, the sword toss. I feel like, I feel like the issue is not that Studio Piro can't bring the heat. It's that Studio Piro puts out so much shit that you don't know what is Studio Piro and what is not. Facts. Facts. No, like, 100%, though, that's also the a thing that we gotta watch out for. But, no, like, like, watch Akudama Drive. You guys might get a whole other podcast on Akudama Drive. But, um, was there any ones you wanted to mention so we're not here, like, all... Um, ever? no, just, uh, the couple we have left on the list. We've, we've mentioned Tokyo Mew Mew. They did... A Hunter Hunter uh, pilot way back in the day. They did a Sonic pilot. Yeah. Like Sonic the Hedgehog pilot. That's wild. That is absolutely wild. Like, they had a whole ass show about the game Go. That's, yeah, that's, that's weird too. Like, they did like freaking Great Teacher. Um, Onizuka. Onizuka. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, that was late. That was a full, that was a fun 43 episodes. Like, that was. That was good as well. Um, Twin Star Exorcist, which had a great soundtrack and had the potential to be like, I don't know. I feel like I liked Twin Star Exorcist. A lot of people did not, but I did. Like, so I got to get low to that. That's another one that looks really good. I really like the art style. It's very, very interesting. Like, I don't really know how to describe the art style of Twin Star Exorcist. It's just very colorful and like flushed out. But I really enjoyed it. And it's really popular. So, or not really popular, I guess it's like more than normal popular, but I definitely would recommend watching Twin Star Exorcist if you like Shonen Tropes and all that. It's like a better sword art, but not at all, <laughs> but not at all like sword art. Like <laughs> it's not an easy guy, but yeah, definitely would recommend that as well. So, I mean, other than that, Blue Dragon, the uh, show drawn by... Akira Toriyama. Yeah, man, Blue Dragon was so. I wanted more of that. I never, it never finished. I believe I wanted more. Like it was very interesting. 
just kind of because of Akira Toriyama and like him drawing video games for like the Dragon Quest series. Yeah. Whatnot. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, no. I literally thought like the main character's like persona or whatever was a bull for the longest time. And I was like, oh, it's in the name. Ha <laughs> it's a dragon. Yeah, that's square ass a dragon, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's a blue dragon. Just because he's got horns doesn't mean his shark face is not a dragon. Yeah, I need to but, go yeah. I need to go back and watch it because I didn't know there was fifty one episodes, bro. Like I think I only watched yep. like ten or twelve. It, it's supposedly finished. Okay. Well I will go in <laughs> I won't go watch it. Like I'll I'll go watch it at some point, but not anytime soon. We got we got too much blue, stuff on blue, our list. Blue Dragon's still canon while uh Dragon Ball GT is not. Lord, that's funny. So go watch all of Dragon Ball Z, then Blue Dragon, then Super. That's how I do it, bet. Okay, cool. In, in that order. That's a, that's true canon. Lord. But, yeah, like, doubling into Studio Period, you realize, like, how great and awesome, like, this is. Like, it's so, it's so good. Like, just 100% would recommend to just dive into the catalog and find something. Because you've, if you watch anime, you've more than likely watched a Studio Period anime before. Yes. 117%. So, like, I highly, highly recommend it. Like, I can't give Studio Period enough praise. And they're they only going to continue to put out great stuff from here. Like, we're still fingers crossed on Black Clover. Yes, yes. And fingers crossed that Studio Piro will pick Black Clover up. Yes. Like, I really hope so. I hope Studio Piro, and I hope, you know, I hope with the dynamic range that Studio Piro has shown with their animation lately and how good it is, like, even Baruto clips are, like, gauging my attention because I was like, yo, this looks pretty pretty dope. But um, hopefully Studio Piro think, will pick up Bleach 2 when it comes back. Yeah, man. I think my issue with Baruto is not that it's bad. It's just slow. Yeah, the plot and just a lot of it as... Like, I was deep into the Naruto world and lore. Like, I knew, like, freaking Kushin is, like, parents' names. That's how deep I was. And just... Naruto just, or Boruto just, like, kind of hoed so much of the Naruto series for me. Like, granted, Naruto found a way of doing that itself at the end as well. So, yeah. I mean, Mugen Tsukiyomi for anybody. <laughs> yeah, true. Like, Bunny Rabbit Girl kills everybody. So. That's my jam, though. That's how I want to go. <laughs> yeah. Don't we all? Don't we want a Bunny Rabbit Girl to, like, show up and drive a bone stake through our hearts while we're in an infinite Tsukiyomi? Nice. <laughs> but anyways, as we as I plan for my dream death, um, we'll catch you next week for more your typical Shono protagonist. You can catch the product on all your podcatchers. We're talking Spotify, Amazon, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon podcast, which is, of course, blowing up uh, or on Twitter at your TSP. That's your TSP. Kai, you got a Twitter, too? Yes, you can find me at Static Dread. That's with a Z for all your anime, weeb and real life stuff. Come over and check it out. Of course, we have another podcast, Content Breaker, dealing with all animation, just anime, uh, over at Content Breaker on all your podcasters as well, or Twitter at Content Breaker. We'll catch y'all next week for more. Your typical Shona protagonist. Peace. <laughs>